Coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee, and Santa Fe, New Mexico. You were listening to a two-for-one support the troops edition of Houndstooth Heroes. Or if you're in Jasper, double wide is your point of reference. As always, we are proud to be sponsored by the Druid City Brewing Company, the finest suds in all of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm Greg Dawkins. He's Ellis Metz. Let's get the preliminaries out of the way. Metzi, what are you drinking tonight? Gregory, I've got a special one for a special listener. Uh, I've got an Einstock toasted porter here, straight Ooh. out of Iceland, uh, and I'm toasting it to listener Justin. Uh, that is that is not Meathead Justin, who we had a great time with last week, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but this is one Left Coast Justin. We have two listener Justins, two listeners, uh-huh, which is two, something. Two. But then two listeners <laughs> with the same name, which is really something. Uh, anyway. He is he is an Einstock. I don't know what do you want to call it. Uh, Employee is that the word? Employee. I don't okay. even know what Justin. Tell does. me what you're drinking. Justin. Please. Well, I met a friend of the pod from the two five one out for a few bourbon bevies after work. So I'm still on that train. So you might want to strap in. This is about bourbon number Uh-oh. seven. Uh huh. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, find us on the website at houndstoothheroes.com or on Twitter. At H2 Heroes, I get, keep getting notifications that we're still on Facebook, but I ignored it, and you should too. Let's get this party started. As we mentioned, this is a doubleheader because your boys will be taking Thanksgiving off to properly hate our families. The Citadel's up this week, and Metsy, tell listener Fred everything he needs to know about the Citadel. They're the Bulldogs. Okay. They are the Bulldogs, and genuinely, uh, I thought they were the troops for a while. Right, the Citadel troops. I just thought they, That's what they you probably thought. chanted about supporting their troops. Right. And, and here we are, only to read that they're uni, uni say bulldogs. But right. I am here. Not, but it would be hilarious to be like, we're taking, I mean, Wouldn't if they really did say the troops across the country. And then you accuse any of your opponents of not supporting the troops. Right, right. There's a lot you could work with on that. There's nothing worse you can claim about a man. But. Anyway. Let me inform listener Fred about this here specific Citadel that we're dealing with. They are a triple option team of the through a tin horn type. Mm-hmm. Uh, but frankly, this triple option team doesn't have a prayer. There is no passing attack with its style of offense. Uh, the secondary doesn't exist, but the offense is amazing on the ground. Uh, they average close to 300 yards per game. And if you'll recall, they did knock off South Carolina a couple years ago. I was just reminded right. by their their Twitter account, which has been feisty. Really? Oh, I yeah, did see that. Got, they wanted Bama. I'm like, bro. They've got hype videos. Yeah, yeah, they've got a hashtag beat Bama. Talk about the troops right. over there. Uh, uh-huh. When the Bulldogs do try to throw, however, uh, it's going to be a, a just a field day for our defense. And I don't mean that in the elementary <laughs> to middle school sense of sack races. And three-legged races for good field days. Is that your go-to? I was the sack expert. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much I can do with that, but I'm not going to do that right here. (laughs) What I meant to say. Right. Tell me more about your sack expertise, Betsy. 
All right, so back to the game. I think Alabama anyway, gets up. <laughs> we're not going to talk about my, we're not going to talk about my third leg, not at all. Oh, anyway, it's yeah. worse. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. This is going to be the game where Alabama gets up twenty-eight nothing in the first <laughs> quarter. Swear to God, I hope we pull Tua immediately and anyone else who matters, and just coast the rest of the way. The Bulldog offense will be quirky enough to work on a drive or two. Our second and third string defense will probably have their own issues. Bama ourselves will do nothing but run, and the game will be over super fast. Which brings us to what you discussed. The only point of discussion really this week. Play Tua or not play Tua? Play Tua or nah, my favorite segment. Right? Uh, I think you have to, right? I I heard Saban's presser, which we'll get to. Um, and I think it sends the wrong message if you sit him for the whole game. What I was, two things that I was excited about. Our friend, the professor, uh, Carter... Mm-hmm on Twitter, who was so much smarter than any of us, said, if Tua really is healthy, they need to lose the knee brace. And this week in practice, lo and behold, uh, the heavy brace that Tua has been wearing was off. It seems that that, I fully buy into the camp that that's thrown him off. Gregory, and uh, when I made the jump to Little League back in the day, I switched mm-hmm. to a hard cup, and I didn't hit right. a fastball for like two weeks. Right, and I, I, I've seen that picture, and the look on your face was, oh shit, I've got a hard cup on. Yeah, what's this for? We're, we're uh, going to probably post that picture on House Tooth Heroes, H Tooth Heroes, uh, on the Twitter uh, uh, of Metsy and Little, Little League with the look on his face like, a hard cup. What's this about? Yeah, yeah. But all that to say, <laughs> equipment can cause major performance issues. So right. Tua, Tua was practicing in more of a sleeve-type brace on his knee. So I think I think we play him for a quarter. All right, fair enough. Uh <sighs> I guess what I'm thinking is this. Um, I happen to read Mike Johnson, who's now doing a radio, I think, uh, who, you know, formerly of the offensive line of the University of Alabama. He made a point on Twitter that our position is ourselves, not them. So because mm-hmm. of that, we play that we play him. Uh, we are the standard and we don't play and we don't play or don't play opponents. Play We don't play or don't play players based on the opponents. Uh, so that's kind of where I am too. You play your game. You don't play, uh, to your opponent's game, whether they have game or not. It's the process, right? Right. That's what he said. This is our process and we are, we are playing to our standard, not theirs. And he's got a good point. I, I don't think we can argue with any decision Nick makes in this field at this point. Right, exactly. Uh, but some would say we've got the cart before the horse. Uh, talking about next week's opponent. Before we chat up the mood dismantling, and you know how I love that. Uh, but I need an appetizer. Uh, so anyway, you're, to- you're, you're tied. They took down the mood 24 to nothing to the dismay of betters everywhere who pushed. But not that I'm bitter at all. Mm-hmm. But if you'd mm-hmm. like to hear them talk, it was really a seven to three game. If anything, Really more of a Bama loss, according to the movie. Yeah, that's right. I heard that actually it wasn't a shutout, which no, has to no, be the no, first no, no, non-shutout. Like a lot, right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. No, they took great issue with the officiating, and and to be fair, had a point on at least, I think, the first fumble that Gary Danielson, I assume, will be talking about uh, well into 2019 and beyond, mm-hmm. because we heard about that from... The the moment it happened in early first quarter through the end of the game, 
Uh, there was also the block in the black block in the back on a touchdown overturn, which was brutal. Well, it didn't really happen. That's true. It, it, but yeah, they had but opportunities after that. Listen, they had opportunities after that. Then they brought the field goal team and missed, which right. was hilarious and just such a nice little plot, plot twist uh, for the Red Elephant Club and all the SEC funders we have there in T-Town. Mm-hmm. Uh, props that's props to y'all, by the way. Keep playing. Keep paying. Yeah, it's in those checks in, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, there were many other points that the Muyu faithful failed to account for, uh, and you know there was there was just so many funny moments, including the failed field goal uh, to to go into the half twenty one nothing. The Crimson Tide gained more than five hundred yards against every opponent during its nine game undefeated run, yet. We were only held to 305 yards overall by a fiery bulldog defense. I do have to say, Gregory, any quick takes? Their defense was entirely more impressive than I thought. Can you bring yourself to say a positive thing about a Muu team? <laughs> Go to hell. Um. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will say that no, this is not. This is what I expected from them. I, you know, this is, and I'll, I'll probably we'll probably get to this later, but. This is what happens every year with Muu. Um, we're coming off of LSU. It's sort of an emotional win, although at this point, why is it an emotional win? One eight in a row, but um, every year is sort of a letdown game against Muu, and they do have a very good defense. Um, so no, this is exactly what I expected. I'm, I, I I will not bring myself to call myself impressed because this is basically what I expected. Uh, they were going to do. They were going to do a very good job defensively. And as we said last week, this came down to could we shut down Nick Fitzgerald, and how would they do on third down? We shut down Nick mm-hmm. Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. I believe you said they went one for twelve on third down. We did what we were supposed to do. Uh, this offense, you know, we we were not going. This offense, this defense is very good for me. I get that. So it came down to how was our offense going to perform. And we did what we needed to do. We, you know, we don't need to, uh, you know, we didn't, we weren't going to score 52 points against Mississippi State's defense. Nobody does. Uh, but 24 is fine as long as our defense stepped up. And they certainly did. Uh, from what I have heard and read, we are now tied for first as scoring defense in the country, which is a hell of a lot better than we were about three weeks ago when we were 15th. Yeah. Our, our defense has been truly awesome lately. But I, I will say, the Muu defense, and I'm going to say it impressed me. I'll use the word that you refuse to use. I no. think, I, I don't know, they they beat our offensive line pretty regularly. Uh, and I hadn't seen that in a long time. I think it's more of a testament to them than a problem for us. I can't truthfully imagine that Clemson is going to be that much different than Muu, so I'm glad we got to see it now. Uh, but anyhow... Alabama this conversation 50, is disgusting me. I know yeah. you're about to vomit. Okay, let's <laughs> right. go on. Uh, Alabama yeah. gained 53 of 149 second half yards on its final drive of the game. So not the best performance, but we'll take it. You're exactly. Uh, but as we predicted, getting to the point of the program, we're going to discuss who showed out. And in particular, the running game showed out. Uh, oh, Josh yeah. Jacobs. Wow. Josh Jacobs showed out. 97 yards on 20 carries. Which you are, if you're a mathy, that's probably close to five yards of carry. I can't possibly be sure. Josh Jacobs is looking like a real snack, by the way. I, has I he slimmed down? 
What's the deal? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but he, I mean, I was, I was physically aroused. I'm not going to lie. I, it was, I wanted, I mean, not that he's been unattractive, but I wanted to know no. where was Job, Josh Jacobs and who was this person impersonating him? He was amazing, strong as hell, fast as hell, mm-hmm. was very into, uh, and, and Gregory, it's the Who Showed Out segment. So naturally, we then have to talk about the Q Dog himself, Quentin Williams. <sighs> Sexy. Just money printing machine. He showed right. out again, six total tackles, four solo, one sack on the day. Uh, he was en route to being named a Bronco Nagurski Award finalist. Who is Bronco Nagurski? You might ask, Gregory. Well, I let do. me tell you. Yeah, I, I, I thought you might. Here's, here Ooh. it is. He was a two-way player from the University of Minnesota. Uh, one Bronco Nagurski dominated college football, then became a star for professional football's The Bears in the 1930s. Ooh. Full name, birth name, Bronislaw Nagurski. A charter member of the college football and pro football halls of fame. You know note, what? Note the proper plural punctuation there. Right, right. I don't write bullshit. But uh, you won't get this kind of information from any other podcast. We're all about content, guys. Uh, I'm even going to – well, no, I'm not. I was going to try to segue, Whoa. but I suck at it. We've proven that I suck at it, so I'm just going to oh, move the on. the best. I suck at it, dude. Uh, and I know rat poison may be hard to come by instead of a week, but I still have to ask, is there rat poison? Oh. <laughs> Gregory, why There's did you? Poison, it was so unexpected, and you put me on the spot. I'll like give you, I'll give you a couple one, of things. Listen, one segment a week, and you can't even do that. Listen, a couple of things okay. that I think. How about how about for the rat poison that I'd really like to discuss right now? Reports today, the day of this here podcast recording, mm-hmm. of Les Miles heading to Kansas to be a head football coach. This is not rat poison. This is bullshit. I think it's rat poison. It's not. What has it got to do with us? This was Listen, the segment. Was, rat poison segment, can mean different things to different people. This segment was electric until it wasn't. As we mentioned, we're You're double not dipping. Talk this about less. I'm not going to talk about Kansas and Les Miles. Okay. All right. Listen. Do you have anything else to offer the people? Uh, I had thought of a couple things here and there. Oh, God, they escaped me at this current moment. <laughs> but watch this. Hold on to your butts, Gregory. Hold on. What? Wait for it. All right. Why? Did you feel is... that? I don't Everyone, know what you've been doing. Yourself, you myself, do? everyone listening to this podcast. What are you doing right now? Just time traveled a week ahead. It oh. is now Thanksgiving week. Oh, We're okay. ready. We're, it is the Hate a Barn podcast edition. It is. But it is. It is. let's also look back on what was a great 69 to nothing win over the Citadel. Who showed out? <laughs> oh, you know, everybody showed out, bro. There was a lot of showing everybody out. Everybody showed out. Tua yeah, was so healthy. Know. Tua was healthy as F. Um, uh, everybody showed out. The running game had about 500 yards. The passing, Jerry Judy. I was going to say, Jerry Judy of, was phenomenal. He juked the shit out of everybody oh in that Citadel game. He did not. He did not respect the troops, not one <laughs> the, little bit. The troops left feeling very disrespectful. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Anyway, as we mentioned, we're double dipping. This week, a twofer, if you will, because it's Thanksgiving week, and I'll be traveling to the Iron Bowl, and I'm sure has, Mets has to plan his outfit for his holiday at the Fulmer House in Maryville. So 
Let's move on to the barn. But first, I have to point out, being a barner has to be exhausting. Um, you're one game away from the playoff one year. The next year, mm. your coach's head is on the chopping block. Mm. And really, my life is enough of an emotional roller coaster as it is. I can't, could not possibly take that on. No, no, that's factual. You don't need that in your life. Uh, <laughs> right. and, and making matters more complicated, this year's Iron Bowl. Uh, unless you've been living in a cave or trapped under something heavy at home, is scheduled for a 2.30 broadcast, which I will say is going to be a nice change for Auburn fans who have gotten real used to that 11 a.m. slot. Breakfast uh, with the barn. That's right. I, I do want to make a point, as we preach all year, that you can park at Druid City Brewing, tell the scouts taking money that you're going to have a beer instead of supporting the troop, as it were. Uh, and they will wave you right in. Do you see what I did there? I did. All right. I All right. <laughs> Listen, not a lot of things are free in life, but beer with the houndstooth heroes still qualifies. Gregory's going to be up in DCB. Eh? I will. I will be uh, in Druid City Brewing Company uh, Friday night. I will be there Saturday day. If you'd like to come buy me a beer, I'm absolutely open to that opportunity. And I assume there will be smoked meats under the team butt stuff smoker. So always, Bolo. always smoke, smoke. Yeah, smoked meats, uh, good cold beers. What more could you want? Uh, the Houndstooth Hero. Well, half of the Houndstooth Heroes will be there. Mm -hmm. uh, the other half will be there in spirit. I may hold up a cardboard mm -hmm. cutout or something that you can punch. Uh, um, you know, there's <laughs> a lot going on. <laughs> what there's I'd give to be there to be there to I get know. punched in person next to you, Gregory. Exactly, uh, I knew you would. Anyhow, to the game that is certainly this week, because we have all time-traveled. Uh, the barn comes in at 6-4, and four, although they just beat Liberty, I guess, in what was probably a closer game than expected. Well, so. uh, let's just go ahead. That that line is 28. Uh, if Liberty's not a bad team, and I'm, we're not going to talk about that this week, but I'm just going to say I can get on some Liberty... I don't. Are they the bells? I'd be the bells. <sighs> Liberty statues. Bells. All right, bells. Bells. It is bells. So okay. coming off a closer than the experts think victory, Auburn now rolls into T Town at seven and four. Uh, so we do have to wonder with all the high expectations coming into this year. There was a quarterback who once had a tail, lost the right. tail. All kinds of all kinds of offseason drama. The the tail is back. The tail, and maybe the tail return, return of the tail. I, we just uh, we discussed this. I believe that his tail has grown back, and that is part of his problem. Because you work it off. Right, but then it grows back. But then if you stop. Right. Huh. Then you got a tail. Then you got a tail, and it's really impossible to navigate. We've, we've had a lot of conversations this year about regenerative, I still can't say that, regenerative? Right, exactly. Regenerative body parts. Right. Uh, speaking of, how, how is Tate's foot? Did it grow back? Listen, I've offered it to the Diggs family multiple times. They've yet to respond to my fair, fair, uh, fair. blood-written notes, but it is what it is. <laughs> Gregory, tell me about this Auburn team. What went I wrong, and how can your Tide capitalize on it? I would love to. Uh, as it happens, I am besties with a Barner. So <sighs> I have the scoop. I know, right? But he's a good boy. Uh, Barner. Extraordinaire, Josh Black, who is as good as they come, offered up three things that basically hogtied the barn this year. Number one, their offensive line is absolute trash. 
put it in perspective, Auburn signed 12 offensive linemen in the past four recruiting cycles, while your Tide managed to sign 18. Second, their mm-hmm. running backs, also trash. Uh, they pre- Their premier running back, his first name is Booby. Is, do they have a booby? They have a booby, yeah. His name is Booby. Do you work those yeah. off? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I, let's not get into stripper I've seen it on the end. All right. Okay. Um, booby Whitlow is their best running back, and frankly, he'd be a backup at best at Alabama and Georgia. Uh, the last good running back they signed was Carrion Johnson in 2015. And finally, really, their defense, which was supposed to be their strength, is just exhausted because the offense sucks. Uh, the talent is still there on D, but when you're on the field because the offense is three and out on every series, you sort of run out of breath. So to your question, how do we capitalize? If you've been paying attention, this plays right into our hands. Quentin Williams is going to eat and earn a paycheck uh, during the Iron Bowl. He's going to feast on undersized running backs and an offensive line that can't stop anybody. If they can't run the ball, they're going to be forced to pass, which sort of sets up our secondary for a lot of interceptions and maybe some knots. Uh, in short, really don't know how they're going to score. It, it does seem problematic, Quentin Williams out there gobbling up running backs <laughs> the same way I'm going to gobble up cranberry sauce, only if it has at, the wrinkles from the can still inside. At Phil, oh, I'm sure Phil Fulmer has that. That that's all all he has, and I request it every year. Thank you, Gregory. That was extraordinary content, but there's even better content to be had. Oh, why? Yes, it's time for Ask a Hero. Every week, we implore, we beg, we plead for you to send us your questions, whatever's on your mind, on the Twitter machine at at houndstooth h2 heroes at h2 heroes hashtag it ask a hero we will sort it from the many people who are talking to real firefighters and policemen and troops and we will answer whatever you ask us all right yes and as you know it is a rapid fire concept i ask that censors no time for thinking which if you're paying attention he's not good at anyway this week's ask a hero question comes from a man on the ground Branded food taster extraordinaire Shula's Jumbo said he wants to know, will we see a Stephen Garcia 2010 performance out of Jarrett Stidham this week? Why or why not? That's the scariest thing I've heard since I got nothing. Uh, Yes, yes. Since Halloween. Okay. Since Yes, I think actually that's a very good possibility. Also, shout out to Sheila's Jumbo Set. Now the proud owner of a Houndstooth Heroes t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Hashtag buckle up. Right, lasted, see, if you do, if you do cool briefly. things. I know, but if you do cool things, speaking of basketball. All right, I'm going to go ahead and let's go ahead. And before Damn we it. get into the Ask a Hero and your Damn answer it. to this. Well, I'm going to do basketball for like three minutes. All right, so first of all, we're at a tournament in Charleston. Uh, last Yesterday, we played a directional school. I don't even know. It's not even a directional state school. It's just Northeastern. They're just Northeast yep. of somewhere. Just a direction. I don't even know where the fuck. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I don't even know what they're Northeast of. They're just Northeastern. Uh, and we lost our ass. Uh, we apparently had two bigs on the floor the entire time. Nobody in all, all of basketball does that. Uh, and I hope Ball State is good because we played Ball State today during lunchtime. And we beat the shit out of Ball State. 
But uh, and I, and apparently we had a and I wasn't work, so you know I'm, I, I do things. So I wasn't able to watch the game. Uh, I watched it kind of a little bit of it, of it during lunch. But we looked better. Uh, the I don't know. I mean, we always the plays are weird. We have weird people on the floor the whole time, and nothing seems to make sense. But nevertheless, we won. So I'm hoping Ball State is good. They're probably not because yesterday we sucked. Anyway, back to uh, Jared Stidham, who does have a tail, and will he have a Stephen Garcia moment uh, uh, next week? Okay, listen, I've got something. It's the scariest thing I've heard since Vern Lundquist asked me to pull his finger. That's good. Or it's the scariest thing I've heard since Nick Saban called for the field goal team. This, oh, oh, see, all right. y'all see what see, I, I was, put up with? I'm just testing some material here. Is this thing on? What you answer? <laughs> I quit. I think, <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. I see the Iron Bowl, this week's Iron Bowl. I think it will probably be a complete performance by the O and the D. Very excited about the O-D combo there. Uh, but I do think Jarrett Stedham has his best game of the season. Really? Why do you think that? Yeah. He's just due. I, I, I've bought into the hype so much. I've invested myself in how miserable I'm going to be when he shows out, and it hasn't happened all year, but it's bound to happen. You think Jared Stidham is going to show out? I think he might. Oh shit! I, we're okay. still going to win. It's going to be fine, but I think he could have a like three completions that hurt. Right. All right. Fair enough. All right. Uh, unfortunately, we'd like to do a lot of hating this week. But the entire conference has taken the week off to gear up for rivalry week games. And spreads don't come out a week in advance, so our hate is limited. we got a little something for you. First off, and I know you're torn, Metsy, your teams square off. Oh, don't. Don't do that to me. All right. All right. Let's get talk to about you. Talk about your teams, boy. Here in Nashburg, where <laughs> Derek Mason's Vanderbilt Commodores welcome the Rebel Black Bear Sharks, who are three-point dogs to the doors. Uh, Gregory, who you hate? Um, I you know honestly, I'd like to say it's another weird-ass Vandy line, but this one I buy. Uh, not because Vandy is better than Ole Miss, because I really don't think they are, but because Vandy for the past twenty years has been Ole Miss kryptonite year in and year out. So I am going to hate the Rebs and I hate of the week. Hit of the week. Wow, coming out hot. I like that. I and fully agree with your point about uh, this is the first Vandy line that I've seen literally since probably week one. <laughs> and thought, okay, that kind of makes sense. I can see it. Uh, I think Ole Miss, I don't know. I think they sort of gave it their all in College Station. I think they're done for. I'm actually leaning uh Leaning Vandy, so with you, hating the Rebs, uh, pretty good. All right, fair enough. Next up, Arkansas travels to Stark Vegas to take on the Moo U fighting Bulldog, where Moo is a 21-point favorite. My brother, who do you hate? I'm on the hog train here, uh, I hate to say. I think more times than not, the teams who play Alabama come out very sluggish the next week. I think Moody is going to be sluggish. Arkansas covered. Did you see how Arkansas covered against LSU? Um, I did not see how. I saw that they did. 
they it was a 12 point line LSU up by seven with like two minutes left and their running back one bro set took two knees instead of running into the end zone had two why opportunities do why wow. did he why why I mean I've why? seen LSU do that against <laughs> against your oldest rebels right but I mean I've seen LSU do that against your oldest rebels when they were up like 56 to nothing right uh, like a few years ago but I've never seen them take a knee up seven. Maybe it was the ten. Yeah, it must have been either 10. way to the dismay of betters everywhere. Why would you do that? Oh, so uh. anyhow, Arkansas kept that game close enough-ish, uh, and that was also right after LSU had played Alabama. I am gonna hate Moo here. I think it's All a big right. line. All right, um, Moo is aggrieved at what they perceive to be a jobbing at the hands of the Red Awful Club last week. And if I know anything, it's being aggrieved over nothing. Uh, but I do think this fuels the move, uh, to put on a show at home. So I think, I think they cover, I think they cover the 21. I'm hating Arky hard here. I think they cover the 21 and more. Mm, interesting. Um, Fuel the mm-hmm. move. Hashtag. Right. Right. Uh, all right. Next up at beautiful Neyland Stadium, uh, the Drew Locks of Missouri are five and a half. This one's gone, bounced around everywhere. I do think it's around five yeah. and a half now uh, against Jeremy Pruitt's boys. Tell me who you hate, Gregory. I had literally no idea. Um, I never thought Tennessee would beat Kentucky last week, but they did, and it wasn't even close. Uh, but I do think UT's secondary is trash. So Drew Lock should have a big day. I kind of feel like this is one that's bait. Uh, based on Tennessee last week, uh, Vegas is basically begging folks to take the ball. So I'm going to hate them. Mizzou by a touchdown, hate a ball. What about mm. yourself? Love to hate a ball also. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am sort of, I think they've got some mojo right now. I just saw for the first time a couple of highlights from their Kentucky game. They threw a Hail Mary at halftime and got it in. I think there's some sort of mojo that they've worked up for the end of the season to try to get bowl eligible. Going to mess around and make a bowl. Really? Uh, yeah, I think they do. And it, it is. It's a, it's the test of Drew Locke. And for – Drew Locke to me is like the uh, – who's the Washington quarterback everybody loves? Browning. Browning. Jake. He's like Jake Browning. Yeah. I hear about him on game day and Sports Center. All the time, and any time I watch, he is the most nondescript garbage quarterback in D1. So uh, it mostly depends on whether I tune into this game or not. I still, I think, I'm riding a Vol kind of money line. I think Vol may win this game, hating the Drew Locks. Hmm. Well, well um, obviously, you'll be watching it at Phil Former's house, so, you know. That's true. Know I'm going to have, yeah, I'm going to have my orange overalls on, so. Right, so just you know, stroll on down to his house and let us know how things work out. All right, so the moment you've been all waiting for, the Citadel pick against the troops. Your tide is a 52-point favorite against the troops. What say you, pal? <laughs> if there's one thing that I love to do, it's support the troops. I know you do. Uh, I do so much. It's a huge line. It's an enormous line for a team that does have wins of some type uh, in its recent history. They have some hype with their social media folks. So they are. Yeah, yeah. All about the hashtag Beat Bama, which is 
adorable. It's fine. Uh, I don't know. I think I think people probably check out. I think we get second string in a lot. So, you know, odds aren't great that we cover. But if I have to put a number on it, uh, let's go 69 and nothing tied. Right. Okay. I can see where you uh, – that's a bold plan you're going with. Um, I am sticking with my infallible plan, and I'm going to hate the tide. Uh, 52, again, is too many. Uh, this offense, uh, the triple option will score some points, especially after we pull the starters. Uh, final score, you're tied 56. The Citadel Bulldogs, 20 football points. But we promised you a twofer, and we're going to get, going to guess what the Iron Bowl line will be. It's not I've, out yet. Yeah, what? Huh? I've got inside intel. And also, since we've, since we've time traveled a week, which you forget, it's also here. So get to your thing, but the line itself is 26 right now is what I'm seeing. Really? All right. All right. Well, Auburn hasn't won in Tuscaloosa since 2010, hasn't won back-to-back Iron Bowls since Tommy Tupper will figure the thumb game in 27. <sighs> I'm still a little bitchy about that. Uh, so this is a revenge spot for Alabama. Uh, the line opened before the season at uh, 9 with the Westgate Sportsbrook in June. That was before the whole two attack of a low thing happened. It moved to 14 and a half after four games. And I was guessing I was going to say 20, something like that. You're telling me it's 26. 26 is what I've seen. Really? All right. Um, so given all that, and we use the same guy. So Gregory, our guy has 26. Uh, Oh, our guy has 26. Okay, perfect. All right. So our guy has 26. All right. Fair enough. (gasps) Haven't been on the site lately, but, uh, anyway, (laughs) all right. So talk to me about this game, brother. Uh, I think Auburn is trash. I've, as you know, I've fought it most of the year. Uh, but a home loss at Tennessee, I I think leads you to only one conclusion when that happens. And that is that your whole team is trash. Your whole program is trash and you should probably delete your account and pretend it never happened. Uh, I think Gus has done enough to secure another year which is outstanding news. I don't think he's particularly hopeful or invested in this game uh, any more than a regular game. I think our team is going to be fired up after the loss last year. There's uh, a lot of, I don't know, if it seems that this team finds its way to motivation every single week, even no matter, even this past week when we played the troops, and it's so hard to get up against the troops like that. But they did it. And one sixty nine to nothing, fulfilling my prophecy. And I just, I think they, I think they get up big here. Um, gonna, I think it's gonna be a show out fest. Hopefully for Tua, I think it'll be the first time we've seen Tua fully healthy in a long time. The defense is gonna eat and eat and eat, and truthfully, should probably throw up a couple of prayers for Jarrett Stidham's tail, not because he will have worked it off, but because it will have also been eaten. By the Tide defense. <laughs> uh, you're, you're talking about eating tail right now is what you're saying. I think that's... that's what you're saying. Need a, need a moment. Uh, all that to say. <laughs> all that to say. I think the Tide wins big here. And uh, yeah, I know. I think 26 is a fine line. But I'm going to call it 69 nothing Alabama here. Ooh, that's a that's a stroke of uh, that's unusual. I can't imagine that you think that. Um, I truly, I said it earlier, and I truly don't know how they're going to score. 
given their difficulties. But at the same time, Auburn always finds a way in this game. So I think this is kind of be kind of a weird one. Uh, but if Gus is coaching for his job, he's going to pull out every weird ass voodoo trick that he's got. So I think the trick plays probably keep them in the game until talent catches up. Uh, so I don't think the tide covers because I think the weird shit is just going to happen and flow like shit through a tin horn, as, as some pe- people say. Uh, so given all that, the final, final score is probably your tide 40. Maybe 42, Barn 21. So anyway, that'll do All it right. for another episode. Huh? Eh? I can live with it. I can live with it. Go on. All right. All right. Fair enough. So that'll do it for another here ep- episode of this here Houndstooth Heroes. You can find us on houndstoothheroes.com and on Twitter at htoothheroes. As always, thank you to Bo and Elliot and everybody at Druid City Brewing Company for keeping us in the tastiest of suds and i can't wait to see you next saturday roll sod take us home brother thank you gregory i'm thankful for you and i love you as you as well love you love you take care be good Go to hell, Pond. I really do love the cranberry sauce. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you really? In, in a can? Yeah. yeah. Dude, What's it's your nasty. favorite Thanksgiving dish? No, it's delicious. It's foul. Dude, it's from a can that's got, like, can marks on it. My favorite.